This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Welcome, 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 my friend. Hey, Mark, how the heck are you, man? I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out. Well, you know, it's awesome that you're here because back on January 2nd, 2019, you were on episode number 291 of the Mark Stucheski Podcast. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess how many episodes I'm up to now? Oh, goodness. Um, Just take a guess. Uh, if we probably another hundred, at least would be my guess. Oh, you're killing me, man. You're killing me. 637. My goodness. How many episodes are you putting out at a time? Well, here's the funny thing. I was doing one a week then I started doing two a week. And then all of a sudden people started reaching out to me. And they started saying, can we be on your show? I started getting people reaching out to me instead of me begging people to be on my show. And it's gotten so comical now. I'm doing four interviews a week, and I'm booked up till the end of December. It's so funny that when they call, I'm like, well, they don't call. They email me. And I'm like, you know I'm not Joe Rogan, right? I, you got the right guy? Because I've got like 50 interviews due on my, on my podcast. It's incredible. And I'm meeting some really cool people. But you, my friend. I wanted to head back on because you delivered a ton of value back in January and uh, you're all about helping people become successful. And if you're watching this or listening to this, if you're not, if you don't want to be successful, you can turn it off right now because there's no <laughs> point because we're going to talk to you about how to become the best you possible. But before we get started, who is Donnie Bovine and you know, what do you do? I don't know. I appreciate that, brother. So um, long story short, uh, I am a former straight commission sales guy. Did that for 20 years after the Marine Corps. And, you know, I found myself in a spot where I'd gotten tired of making everybody else wealthy and did the craziest thing I've ever done, where I jumped out and launched the, my company, Success Champions, back in September of 2017. And then six months later from that point, I stood on my back porch, looked at my wife and said, babe, we're about to lose everything we have. Um, I had no idea how to be a business owner. And I legitimately ran my business straight into the ground. And my wife, God love her, looked right back at me and said, well, get off your butt and go sell something. And so I started fighting I, um, and figuring things out. And we began to rebuild Success Champions as a company and a brand. Found podcasting in May of 2018, uh, ended up having one of the top podcasts in the world five months later. Uh, that took me to some amazing opportunities speaking overseas in Ireland and around the U.S. on podcasting and sales because of my background. We launched a Facebook group called Success Champions, and that we found a bunch of success in there. Because of that, we launched Success Champions magazine um, that's now got over 10,000 subscribers to it and continues to grow. And then we were doing my summit name, which I'll keep it clean since it's uh, linked in and some other platforms. But we run the Bad A Business Summit where we have some amazing speakers from around the world come in. And we filled the Hearst Convention Center in September of this year um, with live and a virtual uh, summit, uh, helping small business owners to network and really grow and scale their businesses. And it was awesome. Um, and then we, in May of 2020, we launched a new division in our company. We knew that with the pandemic hitting, that a lot of people had no idea how to do business online. They were you know, forced into a situation to the land of Zoom. So we launched Success Champions Networking, and we are literally in a moment of changing how the world networks. 
There's some amazing organizations out there that do networking, organizations like BNI, your chambers, your rotaries, but they haven't evolved since they began though so many years ago. So we've fixed everything people hate about networking. And we launched in May. We now have 24 chapters across the U.S. We opened in Canada. We now have a chapter in Baja, Mexico. Uh, and we are opening up in London, Madrid, Spain, Southern UK, and we're looking at Ireland right now to open up a chapter out there. And our philosophy is if you just bring the right people that are actively growing their business together, not people who are just starting out because, you know, I love BNI, but BNI is for rookies. So um, if you've grown past those type of organizations, then Success Champions Networking is what we're building and how we're changing and impacting the world. So flash forward to now, brother, that's where I am, you know, taking Success Champions as a brand and the company, you know, uh, further global with a bigger message. You know, I, I want to make sure people don't miss what you said. You almost lost everything mm -hmm. and you had the support from your wife. And I think that's really important. My wife is my biggest cheerleader. Um, I lost a lot of clients when COVID hit, they had to keep a roof over their head and feed their families and whatnot. And I had two choices at the time. I could curl up in the fetal position, suck my thumb and watch Netflix all day, or I could find a way to pivot. And one of the things I do is I do what's known as digital productivity coaching, which is beginning to take off as well because it's more affordable and I can reach more people seven days a week. It's not one-on-one -on -one calls. And, but I couldn't have done it without her. And if you don't have somebody in your life, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I think it's a lot harder if you have a lot of nays naysayers and dream killers around you instead of champions. No, I agree with that. You know, I would tell you that I don't know if I, I would use the words my greatest cheerleader with my wife. Um, I was talking to Mike McCallowitz not too long ago, the author of Profit First, and we were joking about being entrepreneurs. Um, he gave me the greatest description of being an entrepreneur or better yet being married to an entrepreneur. He said, being married to an entrepreneur is like riding in a car. You're in the passenger seat of the entrepreneur is driving. They're doing over a hundred miles an hour. You have no seat belt and he has no steering wheel. <laughs> and, and it's very much true. So, I mean, I remember the day I looked at my wife and said, babe, we're going to launch uh, my own business and she freaked out. I mean, she she completely was like, oh, my God. And her exact words after a, a moment of freak out was, you got to make this work. I mean, because at that point, we built our dream farm. We, we built a second house and a property from a mother-in-law. Uh, and I was literally betting the farm on launching a business. Wow. And the moment she said, you know, you got to make this work, uh, I knew she was in my corner. But I also knew she was scared to death. And every right so. Um, we left all safety and security. And so which made it doubly hard to, you know, have to sit across from her and say, babe, we're about to lose everything. And I think outside of being really a cheerleader, she's been the person that knows how to say the right things at the right time to put her foot so far up my back end that I can taste her toes. Um, and it says the right thing. So when she told me to get off my butt and go sell something, it was, it was really that, that moment of clarity that I'd been working in the business and not on the business. You know, I wasn't going out and doing the things I need to do to scale and grow the business. I was doing the busy work, the task oriented stuff. And at that point I had built a job and not a company. Um, and that was, you know, the first step of realization of I've got to scale this thing. I've got to actually figure out how to become a business owner and then become a CEO 
um, which are two different things and, and, you know, continue to, to move forward in the business. So it was a great, great learning curve. I have this theory I would like to know your thoughts on. I believe Pareto's principle is alive and well, 80-20. I believe that 80% of the people on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, worldwide, don't have it figured out. They're struggling. And only 20% of the people actually do. Do you agree with that or you think I'm off my rocker? No, I, I agree with that, but I want to address the LinkedIn thing more than anything else. Um, I think 80%, maybe 90% of the people on LinkedIn were guilted on the platform in the first place. Somebody says, you know, you're looking for a job, you work for somebody, you got to have a LinkedIn profile. Uh, so I think that's where people get frustrated with all their reach outs and everything on LinkedIn. Uh, the difference being is when somebody does check their LinkedIn profile and there's messages and things from you, they're more inclined to follow up. It just may be a month down the road. Uh, but I, I do agree that it's probably even higher than Pareto's principle of people who don't have it figured out. They've just heard guys like Gary V, Tim Ferriss, you know, Tony Robb, all these guys that are known talk about putting out content. And I'm even guilty of listening to those guys going more content, more content. And because there is a truth to that is you've got to break through the noise. And I, I think it's okay if you don't know what you're doing, as long as you stay consistent trying to figure it out um, and you keep moving forward. Um, somebody asked me once upon a time how I've built the business to where it is three years in, and I've still got a long way to go. And it, and it comes down to, um, I heard Gary Vee literally say, document your journey. Mm -hmm. And when I first started my business, you know, those first six months, there was nobody to ask questions of. I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my family. I didn't have any business owners. So I didn't have anybody to go to and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm screwing up. You know, what what should I do? You know, so I had a lot of people give me advice that had never run business and it wasn't good advice. So I had to to figure out really quickly that, dude, if nobody's telling me how to do it, nobody's telling anybody else who's behind me how to do it. So I started telling my story. And I think that attributes a lot of my success um, if you follow me on LinkedIn or anywhere else um, and all the different platforms, Facebook, I'm all over and TikTok um, is is literally it's me talking about the wins, the losses, the ups and downs, the struggle and anything that I've had that have gone viral esque in nature has been when I've been at my rawest and and that truism works. So so even if you don't know what you're doing, man, just share your journey and as long as it's your story, you'll never have to remember what you said in the first place because yeah, it's your I, story. Yeah, I love that. And it's one of the things I do. And my posts do better if I'm sharing a certain element of what I've done and my struggles. And I, I think a lot of people, they haven't really gotten uh, it all figured out how you're supposed to post on social media. Now, Gary says you should post 10 to 15 times on LinkedIn. And I follow a lot of LinkedIn experts. And the thing is, is if you're leading with value, that's the the key thing if you're just if you're just like posting you know silly pictures you're not going to get any tank any any traction i've done very well on linkedin because i'm always leading with value when i'm leaving comments i don't leave a thumbs up emoji i'm taking the time to leave a value-added comment and a lot of people i i look at they they don't know how to use linkedin because linkedin's not a facebook it's not an instagram it takes more thought and the people who are very successful on linkedin have learned how to use it. And it's not that hard once you understand 
It's not Facebook. It's not Snapchat. It's not TikTok. It's its own uh, ecosystem. And you can learn how to use it. But just like any other platform, I would, I would argue that it, it, it's about quality of the content. So if you're putting out crap, it doesn't matter if you're posting once a day or once a week. It's still crap. But if you're putting out good content, you can post like three times a day because as long as it's serving people, and of course you can tell by your metrics if you're getting the reach, which I am. And I think that's what's important. What do you say? Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. No, I I, I agree. I think um, the best way I can wrap my head around the content on LinkedIn is it is some similarities with Facebook, but with one twist. Tell the same story you want to tell on Facebook, but, but then turn that story into a business lesson. Mm-hmm. And and that that's how I've always approached it for, for me. I mean, I, the one post that I've got that's the going viral-esque in nature right now is I put out a post that says people told me I shouldn't wear T-shirts. People told me I shouldn't cuss. People told me I shouldn't talk about my farm. And guess what? I love all that stuff. I love wearing T-shirts. <laughs> I love cussing. I love, you know, talking about my farm. Y'all just be you. Quit worrying about what the world's telling you to do. And, and, I, and I related it to very quickly that, you know, for 20 years as a straight commission sales guy, I had to dress a certain way, act a certain way. And God love you, never cuss, you know, um, and, and you had to be straight laced all the way through it. And that, unbeknownst to me, caused me a lot of strife in my life mm-hmm. because I was constantly had to show up as somebody that I wasn't. And what I found is the more I've stayed true to my core nature and who I am, the more I've attracted my champions, my people. And and that's what's been fun of it all. So if you're going to share content on LinkedIn, man, always look at it from a perspective of what did I learn in this moment? And don't put it in there in a, in, from the perspective of you need to learn this. Put it in the perspective of this is what my takeaway, this is what I've learned. Because what you'll see a lot of business coaches and consultants and advisors, they want to tell you, here's your top three things you should be doing. To Nobody cares, right? Bring value by using your own personal lessons. What you, what's the story behind how you learn those top three things? Give me that. And that brings a hell of a lot more value to, to the platform and the conversations. I love it. So how do we become a champion? I love your whole thing of you know, becoming a champion of your success. So what are some things that we can do today uh, that is going to get us moving in the right direction? So first and foremost is I I think every individual, and I'm not a big fan of having a why because I think a why is too selfish in nature. Um, Nothing against Simon and his whole brand. Um, But I I really look at it that, that you've got to have a vision that's so radical that other people want to help you build. And I, I think that's when you know you got your vision right. You know, when we launched Success Champions, it was under the guise of, you know, you should champion your own success. And in doing so, it means you've got to champion others to help them share your story and values. And so everything we do is under that vision of how can we get others to help us fulfill that vision. The second thing is, is you got to turn off the noise. You know, you've got to literally quit worrying about what the world says or thinks about you because they're not talking about you. They don't care about you. 
Um, and matter of fact, I would challenge anybody who thinks they're uh, an influencer or going social or going but whatever it is, if you don't have people hating on you, if you don't have people telling you you're dumb, if you don't have people telling you your content's crap, you don't have people telling you you're full, I mean, anything, if you don't have that, you're nobody in the social game because you haven't gone big and loud enough to piss off the right people. Right. And you literally know that you finally are starting to break loose when the haters show up because it means you finally got past mom and dad listening to your content. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and, you know, the last thing is, is it's the boring stuff that works. It's, you got to go back to, I mean, uh, a rule for anybody that works in, with me inside the company is you've got to do 10 reach outs every day. 10 reach outs to people that can say yes or no to whatever your division side of our company, you know, sells. And, and I know a lot of those won't lead to conversations. A lot of those won't lead to anything because, you know, people won't always respond, but it's the more of the habit that I'm concerned with than the results of it, because we are a creature of our routines. And if you don't create the right routines in your life, then you're just moving through life, hoping the world changes without doing anything about it. So first, have a massive vision that other people want to build. Two, turn off the noise. And three, get back to the fundamentals and just do the things that others won't do on the days you don't feel like doing it. I love that. I once heard it was saying the only difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is successful people are willing to do the things the unsuccessful people aren't. And yep. I think it was Darren Hardy. I read that in his, one of his books. And Sound like Darren. It, it's very true. And a lot of people, you know, they, they spend a lot of time building their websites or, you know, perfecting their banner on LinkedIn. And it's like, you really think your banner is the straw that break the camel back that's keeping you from making lots of money? I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's more than that. But there are people who spend time uh, tweaking their font size on their website. That's No one's ever come to me and hired me saying, you know what You know what the big determining factor, Mark, was is I like the font your website. I'm sure, that, <laughs> I'm sure you've never heard that either. Um, how do you personally, you personally define success? Freedom. Um, it's really simple. Um, I think I longed for the ideology of being able to set my life and do the things that I want to do without any outside influence or input. Um, when you work for somebody else, and there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else, but my truth was I didn't understand how miserable I was in working for somebody else because at the end of the day, even being straight commission, um, there was this whole idea that if I didn't sell anything, I didn't eat. And so uh, there, there was – you were always almost a slave to somebody. And so freedom for me is being able to make your own calls, doing your own things, and – uh, live your own life under your own rules. And I, you know, I get bashed in the social media sometimes because, you know, I talk about, it. I get up at four o'clock in the morning, I work out, I read a book, I journal, and then I spend an hour taking care of the farm before my workday starts. And I get people all the time. They're like, dude, you're not sleeping enough. You're not taking care of yourself. And I'm like, look, hold on, hold on. This is my life. Right? You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know that I take off Thursday afternoon to spend time on the farm. You don't know that I take naps sometimes during the day. You know, this is just how I choose to live on on this rodeo. 
And so I get a lot of people that, that are constantly going, Hey, you know, you've got people listening to you. They're following your story. You can't talk about, you know, working that hard. And it's not about working hard. It's all about, I have the choice. I can choose to wake up at four o'clock and I can choose to sleep till eight o'clock. You know, I can choose to do the reach outs and have the conversations. That's freedom to me. And as long as you create a life where you can choose your own places in the own things you do, that's success, you know, uh, at its core. I, I love that. I, I get up at five o'clock every morning and people go, well, how do you do that? I'm like, I'm usually in bed by nine, nine to five, do the math. It's plenty of sleep. And, but, but to your point, I, I think we have to turn off these voices of people who are usually not as successful than, as we are. Mm. Like if Gary Vanderchuk or Grant Cardone or Brendan Burchard or Oprah told me something, I'm probably going to listen a little more because they're very successful. But I don't know about Grant at the moment. He's under a lot of lawsuits, bad financial laws. Okay, bad, bad example. But, <laughs> but if I've got like Billy Bob lives next door and right. he works at McDonald's, nothing wrong with working at McDonald's, and you know he doesn't have any money and he's really struggling, I'm not going to get advice from him for being successful. I'm going to go to someone like you or someone like the aforementioned minus Grant Cardone uh, to, to get advice from. So it's really important uh, who you have in your life. I love what the, the late Charlie Tremendous Jones used to say. He said, in five years, you'll be the same person you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. And it all comes down to choices. Who are you going to hang around? What books are you going to read? What are you going to fill your mind with? How are you going to spend your time? You get to choose, like you say. Unfortunately, I see a lot of people, they're just like binge watching TV shows or watching the news all the time or complaining. And I'm like, like Dr. Phil used to say, how's that working for you? And I I really like your definition of success. Thanks. You know, I want to add on that a little bit. Um, One, I love Charlie Tremendous Jones. I mean, that just shows what era you grew up in the self-help world. So, um, but cause there's a lot of people going, who the hell is Charlie tremendous Jones? Or Zig um, Ziglar yeah, or yeah, Les yeah, Brown, yeah. Jim, John, Jim Rohn. Yeah. 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 You know, so, um, the two things that I, that, and I found this out when I was doing sales training, I get all these senior sales guys come to me through my courses and they're like, what are you going to teach me young man? I've got 20, 30 years in sales. <laughs> and I, when, when I knew when they came back most time, I, knew they were coming from a place of they'd never evolved. And so I would politely as I could, I'm like, you know, I really appreciate that question, but you're telling me you got 20, 30 years in sales, just told me everything I need to know. And they're like, well, what's that? I said, you don't have 20 or 30 years in sales. You got year one repeated 20 or 30 times. <laughs> You've never leveled up. You've never evolved, right? You've never found yourself in a, in a place to, to go bigger. And I think, a lot of people, if they were completely honest with themselves, they're damn near the same person they were the first year they got into whatever they're into. And I think if if your life has been a series of one step in front of the the you know bill collector or paycheck to paycheck, or or it's a a moment in time where you know you've always just done what was in front of you versus choose life. If life is comfortable, you're not growing. If if there's no chaos. You're not going for it. And, and trust me, everything comes from chaos. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things that pushed my business to the extremes that it is, was I was crazy enough to never throw in the towel because the fear of what other people would think if I did kept me going harder and further than actually failing and launching a bit, you know, getting a successful business. Mm. I didn't want people going, oh, my God, Donnie failed. 
So I fought harder, you know, um, and I, I think there's a lot to that. So, you know, if you're not constantly innovating, if you're not constantly looking for ways to put yourself out of business, if you're not constantly evolving, then then you're not really growing in nature. And then the last portion of Charlie's you know, point is it is the five people you surround yourself. You know, Jim really made that, Jim Rohn made that really famous. I think Charlie was one of the ones that said it first, but um, in, in, it's not just the five people you hang out with, man. It's the five clients you have. It's the five prospects you're going after. It's the five people you're networking with. It's a series of five. And those five are always a moving target. So if you're going after small clients and you're a salesperson, then you're playing it safe. If you're not going after the big fish and swinging big, then you're playing it safe. If you're, you know, finding yourself in networking groups and you're the biggest fish in that networking group, get the hell out of it and go find something else. You know, so it's, it's about constantly pushing and challenging yourself. Absolutely. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. Uh, Danny Bovine.com. Danny, no, this is not Danny I wasn't even going to correct you. I'll just let you go. Is there, is there a Danny Bovine? There may be somewhere, but DonnieBovine.com. I'm so sorry, man. I'll I'm go in front of the screen. I can't even read my own writing here. Or computer's <laughs> writing. But uh, so go to this website, find out about how you can become a success champion. Donnie, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show because I've talked to you before and it's it's great to hear your insights on success and uh, I really appreciate your time. So thank you so much for attending today. Uh, go follow Donnie on his website and on LinkedIn and all social media platforms. He is a class act and thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.